Are you listening? Damn. Uh. Yeah. Uh. Welcome everybody to another episode of Boss Talks. I'm Christine Drummond, your host, and I'm here with my co-host Joel Lord. And guess what today is? Today is the final chapter of the book that we have been doing our um, latest podcast around the law of success by Napoleon Hill. Honestly, this is a way to live your life guys. And I'm so stoked that you've made it through the series with us to this final chapter because he lays it out for us on how to live uh, in more alignment, more connected, not just with ourselves, but with other people in a more honest way so that we can all thrive in life. And that's what I love about this chapter. And if you love this information, if you love the content that we're sharing, um, don't, don't just go out and buy the book, share this podcast, share it out with other people because it gives you the blueprint on how to succeed in life, in whatever it is that you wanna pursue in your life. So what is the golden rule? Well, they state that the golden rule means substantially to do unto others as you would wish them to do unto you if your positions were reversed. It's simple, but it's effective. And it's such a great way to live life, isn't it, Joel? So I want to bring you in here because I, I just love how simple this concept is, but how exponential your, um, your experience can be just by implementing it. Yes, well, it's um, this rule is so powerful and so um, like game changing that in the past they used to like kill you for it for sharing it. If you if you were broadcasting this rule, the powers to be you knew that it was so powerful that if you shared it with the uh, general public, <clears throat> they would they'd string you up. <laughs> It's um, documented in many cases and it's just obviously those people weren't following their own rules there, but so I wonder what happened, but you know, it's, it's funny. Like this is the sort of thing that my grandmother used to teach me. It's something that mum used to teach me. It's something that I teach my kids. It's something that, so it's like, it's, it's hardwired in my family. Um, I don't know like about other people, but it's in the Bible. It's biblical. It's in, so many different personal development books it's in so many like uh teachings but it's applied so very very little it's like it's crazy and oh wow and i'm thinking like every time i apply it it's it's come up roses for me it's funny i had someone say to me the other day like whilst being in the coaching industry you know some people can be a bit um, what's in it for me and bridges can be burnt and just like in any industry. And basically what they, they noticed about me was, you know, they said, I don't know how you've come out smelling like roses. Like I'm, I'm not, obviously I would have lots of neck ferrets, but realistically it's because I've never burnt bridges. I've never like let it like, like get to me because I think, wow, instead of jumping on the bandwagon and ripping someone a new one uh, for a mistake they made, I'm thinking, well, how would I like to be treated the day I make a mistake? Because it's inevitable that it's going to happen. 
Like I'm going, like, I think society at the moment is so just ready to jump down people's throats and cancel them and, you know, like throw everything at them and ruin people's careers and over something that, you know, they did when they were just learning or they made a mistake. Like where's, when a mistake gets made, everyone's out for blood. And I just think, well, hang on a minute. There's a good chance that given a certain set of circumstances that in the same position, I probably could make that mistake too. So I would like people to, you know, do to me what I would be doing to them. So like, hopefully that makes sense because honestly, everything you think is eventually going to come back, back to you, you know? And like, I'm reading it here, like it says, whatever I think and believe for long enough will eventually, like I'm eventually going to have. And this just goes back to what I was saying in previous podcasts. Like if you've been listening to me for a while, just because you don't believe in gravity doesn't mean that you can, well, you're not aware of gravity. doesn't mean you can jump off a building. So this is working in your life, whether you know it or not. So if you are thinking negative things about people and you're doing negative things to people and you know, you're, you're not doing until others how you would like them to do to you. Like, I don't really need to know much more information other than that you're doing that to know that your life's probably not where you would like it to be. So this rule is playing out in your life right now. And if you can become aware of it and take control of it, you will become like a powerhouse creator. You, you will bring whatever it is that you want into your life, into your life, just by this simple rule. So my question is, Christine, where do you think the first place people should start looking uh, when they are aware of this, this and, you know, how quickly can things turn around when you just start doing this? Instantly is the answer. You can start straight away this very minute. And um, I, I want to sh- just go back a little bit to something that you said when, um, you know, really treating people with respect because when I grew up, um, I really respected some of the kids that were in the same sort of year, you know, age group as us, but they were into crime. So they were the ones that, you know, would, would get into all sorts of trouble around town with the police and, and all everything like that. But when, when I spoke to them, they were just normal kids. They were just like me. And, and not once did they ever um, do anything wrong to myself or my family. They were always really polite. Um, you know, we would always stop in the street and chat to each other. And although they, you know, I didn't approve of what they were doing, I still treated them as a human being. I still treated this. They were just born into the wrong family. They were just born into a family that, you know, that lived that way. And, and I felt like it wasn't their fault. They didn't really get a choice at that young age. There wasn't really a lot of options, I guess. Um, so that's just what they turned to. And, um, and that's showed up for me so many times in my life where I've simply just shown people the courtesy and I've treated them as a human being first um, because we have to remove judgment. And I remember Joel working in, um, in the homeless kitchen on uh, the Gold Coast and, and just sitting down with some of the, the people that came in to receive the meals. And you would be so surprised 
by how people ended up in that situation and how positive some of them were into you know getting out of that situation I, I remember sitting down with one guy who worked in a scaffolding business and actually fell off the scaffold and broke his back and couldn't get workers comp because you know the employer wasn't legit and all these kind of things so then because he couldn't work and he couldn't take care of himself he ended up you know his life was amazing one day and totally turned upside down the next but he was still showing up with positivity and hoping that you know things would turn around and then i met another guy that um you know his business folded and all he had he didn't have a home he, he didn't have food but he could come in and obviously get get food and clothes and stuff he had a phone and he was showing me all the t-shirt designs and um the business that he was getting started on you know he was working on his website and and i was so inspired by these people you know it totally turned around my um perception i guess of a homeless person you know a lot of the time we just think that they've they're trouble to society and we kind of scratch them out and we don't give them any respect but if you actually sit down with them and get to know them and find out what their story is you will be just as inspired as as i've been the many times that i just take that time to to get to know someone and and it guys it doesn't have to be homeless people like seriously i love hearing people's stories i love connecting with people and just finding out about them you know and finding you know what um what life has been like for them or what journeys they've been on and i think the more that we do that and we show up in the world with this with this golden rule in mind you know treating people um you know as we would want to be treated you start to attract the same people like the people that think like you and you and but joe you're right it starts with it starts with thought and um and it's a universal law this this law of accurate thought um and there's a paragraph in here i'd love to read because it just makes so much sense to me and it says once grant the creative power of our thought and there is an end of struggling for our own way and an end of gaining it at someone else's expense for since by the terms of the hypothesis we can create what we like the simplest way of getting what we want is not to snatch it from somebody else but to make it for ourselves and since there is no limit to thought there can be no need for straining and for everyone to have his own way in this manner would be to banish all strife, want, sickness and sorrow from earth. And I think that's such a powerful way to think about things. And Joel, this is, this is for a whole nother podcast, but I, I'm reading into what some of these big companies are doing with chemicals and, and how they're, um, they're basically killing us. We're, we're, we're on a slow road to death, basically um and it's causing so much havoc for people and chemicals have only really been around like toxic chemicals for the last hundred years and so no wonder that we're seeing massive spikes um in all sorts of disease and illness and um and it's well it's well like it's known right but these companies are allowed to get away with it over and over again now i don't know how they sleep at night because they for me, are not following the golden rule. Like to knowingly give children 
chemicals that can change their behavior, that can change their and irritate their skin, that can cause all sorts of autoimmune diseases, that can cause all sorts of things that are linked to cancer. Like it, it is unbelievable. Like, and it's, it's people like Joel and myself and people like our listeners, like it starts with us. And it starts with us putting pressure on and not having to buy um, things that are laced with a lot of these chemicals, like demanding better quality food. And so, Joel, I just wanted to bring that in, but oh my gosh, like that's a, we could rant on like a couple of podcasts just, <laughs> just on that. Well, you're definitely right about that. And, you know, like, like just that's why we do this podcast. It's like to give people the shake up and wake up to actually start asking some questions. Like don't have to take our word for it. Go ask your own questions. Like you want to, you want a hint, go look at what toxins are in sun cream and sunblock. I'm not telling you to wear it or not wear it. I'm just saying, go get curious and go have a look, you know, cause a lot of, theories that were conspiracy theories a few years ago even up until 12 months ago uh, are now in the mainstream papers as fact you know there was a time in the world where cigarette smoking was apparently good for your throat like come on let's be real it's like we know that's not true now so what's happening right now that is apparently good for us that you know, in a couple of years time might be shown as, you know, not, not so good for us. So yeah, do your own thinking, do your own thinking. And like, as far as these big companies, you know, you like the rule will, they will not escape this rule. They will pay in, they will pay in the end. They will definitely pay in the end. It might take some time, <clears throat> but you cannot escape this rule. This rule is a law of the universe. It's not a man-made law or something that can just be bent or changed by a government. This is a law of nature and laws of nature don't apply to, uh, you know, man's, man's or corporations or anything like that. So I believe they will, they will, they will pay. So, you know, like this rule is the same as another book that I read and it's funny that you like the more I learn, the more I see a common thread to success. <clears throat> and I've read another amazing book called, uh, you know, the law of miracles. And it says that I can't create a miracle for others without receiving it myself. So when you think about that, if you would like some, and you can't, you can't cheat this rule. If you're trying to cheat this rule, the universe knows and it doesn't work, but do you think that if you went and did something nice for someone else and helped be a miracle maker in someone else's life, that that miracle wouldn't come back greatly expanded from, and it doesn't mean like if I did something for Christine, Christine isn't necessarily the one that pays the miracle back. It's not tit for tat or anything like that. It's not a transaction. It's just, it's a, it's a growing law of the universe so if i put energy into doing something amazing for christine maybe a business deal in 12 months time goes really really well for me or maybe i do something great for a, and i make friends with a stranger or something like that 
and their brother just happens to be the the person I need, the connection I need uh, in three years' time. How do I know? Like Christine's shirt, the guy that was homeless that was doing the shirts, he might now be able to do shirts or he might be married to someone that is the next star in Christine's uh, team. You just never know how it's going to work. Or they know an accountant or they know, you know, it's always going to come back. You can't escape this law. So Christine, one of the things that I had to learn to do, which is part of this law, it's part of the Bible, it's part of all personal development. And it was something that I found challenging and it's challenging in the moment when you're living it, but it's to forgive others. So sometimes you need to look in the mirror and forgive yourself. Ed Milet today at the time of <laughs> like the, you know, the sixth month of 2021, he just did an amazing post saying, forgive yourself. And it's just funny that he's doing that today. And I'm looking at my notes that I took two months ago now. And here it is again, forgive yourself. Like, you know, uh, and also forgive other people because wouldn't you like to be forgiven? You know, because I think there's a lot of people out there that are so, so loud at going after people for their mistakes because they're so frightened that the spotlight's going to be on them one day or for the stuff that they've already done. You know, none of us are innocent <laughs> in everyone's eyes. So, but wouldn't you like a little bit of grace from people? Wouldn't you like to be forgiven? You know, what right now is holding you back that you haven't forgiven in yourself? It's a good question, Christine. As a, I know it's something that you've worked on in yourself as well. And what changes did that create for you? Well, I, I love this. And again, this is a whole nother topic, this whole topic of forgiveness, because it holds so many people back in life because we haven't forgiven ourselves for mistakes um, or things that we've done in our past and we beat ourselves up. And, you know, there was one particular one that, that I was beating myself up about that I was calling myself a bad person. Oh, you're such a bad person. And what if this gets out and what if people find out and then they're going to think you're a bad person. And then once I started talking about it and really owning it, People are like, oh, yeah, I've done that too. And, and it, it allowed other people to talk about it, going, I was beating myself up about that as well. And, and they didn't see me as a bad person at all. They saw me as, uh, as this spirited person having this human experience. And I think that we forget that. We are just, just these, these beautiful souls having human experiences, you know, trying to live in this blissful state as much as we can. So, of course, we're going to make mistakes along the journey and if you're not owning that and, and one of my mentors said to me uh, once was Christine if you can't walk into a room and you know have not have something between you and the other person what he means by that is not have everything aired everything cleared like if you walk into a room and you have to avoid people because you've you know you haven't owned everything you've done then you can never live as a whole person because you're only half living you're only loving the good parts of yourself you're not loving the growth parts the the mistakes that you've made the lessons that you've got you're trying to hide those because you're worried about what people are going to think rather than showing up as your true authentic self so if people ask me a question and it's in relation to you know a mistake or something that i've made 
then I'm very honest and I and I own it right then and there in the moment. And in the past, I it's taken a lot, but I never did that. I just wouldn't comment or I'd change the subject or you know what I mean? So it's forgiveness is massive and living with honesty. Um, have there been times in my life where I've been dishonest? Absolutely. Have I stolen in my life? Absolutely. I remember stealing a belt once from a shop, took it home, felt so guilty about it. I snuck it back into the shop the next day. Oh my, oh my gosh. But, um, but you know what I mean? Like it's, it's that, like, I'm not beating myself up about that. Like I'm forgiving myself for these, these small mistakes, but I love what he mentions in this chapter, Joel, about his code of ethics. And these are such an incredible way. Um, it's kind of like a rule book, your own rule book to live by. And the first one he talks about is, you know, really believing in the golden rule as the basis of all human conduct. So he will never do to another person that which he's not willing for that person to do to him if the positions were reversed. And I think that's such a powerful um, way to live. And then the second one is I will be honest, even to the slightest detail in all my transactions with others, not alone because of my desire to be fair with them, but because of my desire to impress the idea of honesty on my own subconscious mind, thereby weaving this essential quality into my own character. And later in the book, he talks about, um, you know, that reputation is made by others, but character is made by you. So what is like, what kind of character do you want to be known as? Like, how do you want to be seen? You know, we, we've spoken about this on previous podcasts, Joel, where we talk about, you know, writing our own eulogies. What do we want it to actually say? What do we want people to say about us? And are we showing up in the world um, as that person? So, yeah, I just wanted to start with those two code of ethics, Joel, because I know that, um, you know, we, you and I definitely try to live by these anyway. Yes. Well, it's, um, yeah, you can only control what you do and you can't control what other people are going to do. So it does start with you. And yeah, I love that having, you know, it just brings me back. Like it just, what I'm aiming to do in my new company, like I actually was telling someone about how I'm building the culture and I was speaking to them about, and it's funny, like when you speak to people like this, they want to immediately come work for you and they want to bring all their, like they want to, they're helping you find good people. And I, this person brought up someone else that we were mutually, we mutually knew. And I was like, well, you know, working for me, you're going, it will be life-changing if you do the work. And <laughs> like one of the things I said was like, well, I'm, they would want to get their finances in order before they come work for me. And the person that I was talking to said, well, that's up to them. And I went, actually, no, it isn't. Not in my tribe. I'm not having people in my tribe that aren't, you know, like getting their, their shit sorted out. You know, I don't mind how they come to me, but I'm going to not be the kind of leader that, just pays you and then says, see you later. Like, I want you to be interested in saving your money and investing. And I want you to build an empire, you know, and it really comes back to what you said about character, Christine. It's like, I, my intention in my culture, and I'm not going to say I'm going to 
knock it out of the park every time. But I want to build people of character. That's my intention. And that like, I can just, I just can see how people are going to feel when they start kicking some goals, you know, working with me, like whether you work, whether you're making a lot of money or a little bit of money or whatever it is that you're doing. But if you can learn the things we've said on this podcast about money, how to 40, 40, 20, how to put things away, I'm going to be really encouraging them to do that. And ultimately in this book that we're reading right now, how many times does he mention Henry Ford caring about his employees, paying them extra, but like making them put 20% away. That's why he paid them extra. So they could put that extra away and like, wow, what an amazing place to, and, and to have people like I've got people following me up wanting to work for me already, Christine. And it's not because I've done anything. It's because I have that vision. So it's, yeah, like, yeah, character is important. Very, very important. So listen, that this all came about for me. Like I want to share like a process. Like I was not, I was pretty lost at times. Like, you know, like for everyone, I would know Grant Cardone, Tony Robbins, like the people that you admire now, no matter how successful they are or how well you think they're doing, they'll all have always have periods of being lost and, you know, what's the next thing, especially if you're an overachiever. You're thinking, well, have you ever tried just giving prayer a go? If all else has failed, you know, because I, I, I'm not even saying to God, I'm not saying to whatever, but have you ever just tried, you know, this all, this all came to me from that. Like I just gave it a go. I just was like, what? <laughs> you know, I was walking around my beautiful farm and I was like, what the hell is, am I supposed to be doing? I, like, because I'd, I'd done pretty well. And I was like, well, I got my goals and I was just like, oh, wow. And so like, you don't have to have everything going wrong to, to, to ask for guidance, to ask for, you know, whatever you believe in to, to give you a sign, to wake your intuition up. And then the next part of that, so I, I got my answers and the next part, and this is where I'm going to refer back to the, uh, the book and pass it over to you, Christine, because like you are the action queen. <laughs> if, if there's ever a failing happening, it's not because Christine didn't take enough action. <laughs> so, but it says lack of decision is what is stopping uh, me or you from achieving your goals. It's, it's, it's lack of decision. You've got to pick something. Like people come to me and say, oh, I've got all these things, all these things. Well, what do I do, Joel? Which one's the right one? And I said, they're all the right one. Pick one. <laughs> the reason why it's not working is because you haven't picked one. Just pick one and go do it. Because nothing's forever. You can change, but pick one. And then can you pick one that you'd be happy to do for the next 20 years of your life, even if you didn't get any results? And if the answer's no, well, then you're probably not into it enough to actually stick it out because no one avoids like tough times. No one. <laughs> you know, my, do you think that even with my amazing ideas about culture that I'm not going to have employees that don't think I'm that amazing at culture. Like it's not always going to be sunshine and rainbows, but a person who is a person of decision cannot be stopped. 
So this is where I want to bring you back in, Christine, because like I know that you are a rock star and uh, of action, and sometimes it's you take so much action that you might actually be uh, pretty intense. But that's why I get on with you because like we're all crazy like that. So like attracts like, hey. It is, and it's funny you talked about this because um, you know majority of the population um, take a long time to make a decision. And they change their mind often, whereas successful people are really quick to make a decision. They rarely change their mind. And um, at our boys' workshop on um, on Tuesday that we just did, we hold these um, these girl and boy empowerment workshops. And one of the activities was they had to make a decision, like just lock it in. So we gave them two options: you either had to stay on this side of the room or this side of the room. And you could see their little minds ticking, but they were, it was, it was a quick decision. And then some of them said, can we stand in the middle if we want to do both? And we're like, no, it's either you choose this one or this one. And that's what we're trying to instill in these kids is make a decision, go with your gut and stick with it. Like stop chopping and changing. How many people, including myself and probably you, Joel, like where in the past we've gone to do something and we haven't seen it through, we've quit because we haven't seen the results straight away. So we move on to the next decision and then the next one, and then we change our mind about that one. And, you know, so it, it is, it, it can be um, detrimental and, and really hold you back in life. Hey, um, I want to so, jump in, Christine. Yeah, go for it. Um, I have done some research and I want to ask uh, you if this is true for you. Is one of the least attractive things about a man uh, when he's the type of man that can't make a freaking decision. Yes. Yeah. So men, I know you're out there trying to please the woman, but women in general love a man who can make a freaking decision. If you're a man with a plan, you will <laughs> be more attractive than someone who's just there trying to please everyone because that's weakness. So, yeah, I just want to jump in there because I it was one of the things that really... I saw surveyed in a large room and you'd think if you were watching the mainstream media and the narrative out there, that that's the worst thing and that's toxic, but hello, like we could do a whole, like I'll stop there, but seriously, <laughs> that's another it's, podcast. It is. And it's so true though, because I look at my role as a mum, and we make so many friggin' decisions throughout the day, right? Like it's unbelievable the amount of decisions. So, you know, with my personal training background, like I love having a personal trainer because I can just rock up and not have to think. They've decided the, the session for me. They just tell me what to do. And sometimes us women just want to be told what to do. Just make a decision. Like, like we are literally planning the meals, the lunch boxes, what's going in the shopping trolley, what the, the bedtime routine, you know, all these things, what, what kids are having for breakfast and what's happening after school and everything like that. Like sometimes we just need someone to go, yeah. I'm well, going to make a decision. Do, do, do this, guys, so you don't get in trouble. Um, say, I'm doing this and you're coming too. <laughs> You know, something like that. So you're not saying we're, we're doing this. You don't do it like that because that's just how you get divorced. <laughs> but like, you know, like using it in context, like exactly what Christine said, and she's a woman telling you, but hey, don't believe us. <laughs> like how long have you been? You've been with, yeah, you, 
You've been with Tom for how long? Oh, it's coming up to, it'll be 11 years this year. Yeah. Okay. So, um, long, very long lasting relationship. And Vicky and I are at 21 years. I better get that right. <laughs> this year. And like I'm seeing, you know, like, like you don't need to read a book or go to some weekend course and have someone else stick their bib in who hasn't even been married or hasn't even had a successful relationship. Go look at what's working for other people. And yeah, anyway, I just took us way off track, but I just thought I'd help the, the gentleman out. <laughs> We're out there thinking they need to please because I've seen it. I've never seen it work once, ever. Yeah, we need to help them out. I like it. Thank you for coming in and, and, and helping our bros out. All right, so getting back to the code of ethics, number three was forgiveness. And, um, and we spoke about this before, but forgiving those who are unjust towards us as well is really, really important, guys. Like um, I was talking to Joel a couple of days ago about uh, social media and, um, you know, the scrutiny that we put ourselves under when we, when we play full out on social media um, and the haters that are out there that just have got nothing nice to say about anyone. Um, forgiveness is massive for me for those people and just sending them love in that moment, you know, when, you know, obviously something's not going well in their life for them to, you know, just hate on someone that they don't even know, you know? Um, so forgiveness is massive. And then number four is, um, you know, being just generous and fair with, with others, you know, even though I know that these acts will go unnoticed and unrewarded in the ordinary terms of reward, because I understand and intend to apply the Lord through the aid of which one's own character is, but the sum total of one's own acts and deeds. So this is all about just doing things because it's the right thing to do. Doing things not for any monetary reward or, or any kind of gain or, you know, get your ego out of the way. Like just do things because it's the right thing to do. It feels right. It feels good for you. It feels good for the other person. Um, and then the fifth one is um, whatever time I may have to devote to the discovery and exposure of the weaknesses and faults of others, I will devote more profitably, profitably to discovery and correction of my own. So I really love this one, Joel. This is all about, um, you know, judgment and, we are so quick to judge people and pick up their flaws, but why don't we instead go inward and go, okay, where can I improve? Where can I go to the next level? What, what characteristics or, or things in my own life can I improve rather than focusing that energy and that negativity and that judgment on other people? Like let's, let's turn it around and, and become a better person because of it. So they're, um, they're the next three, mate. I don't know how many he's got. He's got 12. I've got 12 to get through. But did you want to comment on any of those? Well, just when you said about, you know, doing business, like I always think naturally I jumped to business when I think about just about everything. But, um, you know, just we both watched Undercover Billionaire with Glenn Stone. Like I watched an interview with him where he's – he – does deals with people, right? And this is how he's become a billionaire or, you know, and he, he will do a deal with someone, but in the contract, he wants to be able to revisit the deal in 12 months 
And most often he will renegotiate the deal in favor of the person on the other side of the table. So like, you know, I, you got to take the guy's word for it because like there's, you know, marketing around it. But like, what I just thought, what a great idea. Like, you know, thinking about where I'm going in the future and <clears throat> acquiring deals and, you know, imagine being able to like, like I'm doing a deal right now and it's quite large. And, you know, imagine in 12 months being able to come back if it hadn't gone as well as we thought and be able to say, well, hey, let's just make this better for you. You know what I mean? And obviously in his case, most of the time, he's the, the billionaire and he can sort of ease off a bit easier than maybe the someone who's starting out. But I just thought, wow, what a really amazing way to do business. And no wonder that guy is as, as successful as he is. So that's the part I wanted to add before we go on. Cause I know these, uh, <laughs> these 13 rules or 14 rules are just so amazing. Yeah, I love that because so often people do go into these deals with what's in it for me rather than trying to make all parties win, which which I, I do love that about Glenn, actually. He he is, uh, and he is a man of his word as well. Like he he's very fair and honest and um, and transparent um, from what I can tell. And, I, and I've never met the guy. <laughs> um, so number six is I will slander no person, no matter how much I believe another person may deserve it because I wish to plant no destructive suggestions in my own subconscious mind. Um, this actually happened to me in sport last week. <laughs> I was getting slandered on the court last week and I had to bite my tongue. And um, for those that know me and grew up with me, that's something that I never did. I would always fight back. I never bit my tongue. <laughs> Gotta have a bit of good sledging, don't you? gosh yeah it wasn't just sledging it was it was full-on attacking but anyway I just um I just in my mind I was just sending forgiveness and love to that person every time they made a, a crazy comment so <laughs> um this is a tough one right this is a tough one and um it, it comes down to you know how would you like it doesn't feel good being the slanderer and it doesn't feel good getting slandered so it's not it's not a good feel and i don't want to put those those bad vibrations in my body so you know last week when it was happening to me i found it quite entertaining by the end of it so <laughs> um i wasn't letting it was kind of just you know reflecting off me but um the the seventh one is i recognize the power of thought as being an inlet leading into my brain from the universal ocean of life therefore i will set no destructive thoughts afloat upon that ocean lest they pollute the minds of others so that's a really powerful one and again we've spoken about thoughts over and over again on our podcast and how powerful they are guys seriously you can't underestimate the power of your thoughts please like and and joel said before like if you're feeling a little bit lost in life right now, if you've got, a, you feel like you're juggling a lot of balls and you're not sure which one's the right one, then tap in to that higher source, that higher power, God, whatever you want to call it. Like direct your thoughts there, ask, like demand answers, ask empowering questions and you'll get empowering answers flowing through you. So that's super, super important. Um, number seven is I will conquer the common human tendency towards hatred and envy and selfishness and jealousy and malice and doubt and fear. For I believe these 
to be the seed from which the world harvests most of its troubles. What a powerful statement, you know, and that is not a fun place to live when you've got jealousy and me even just saying um, selfishness and jealousy and doubt and feel like I can feel the vibration, I can feel the energy in my body shift just from saying those words. So imagine living in that every day. It's not a great place to live. And from what we know is that your thoughts do create a vibration. They tap into a frequency. And if your thoughts are negative and fear-based and doubt, that vibration is going out into the universe and it never ends. It just keeps going. And so other people are picking up on that. And something that I never thought about before and um and i want to really challenge our listeners on this as well as particularly our uh meat eaters that uh that are listening in hi to all our meat eaters um now have you ever thought about the conditions of the animal and the misery that that animal lives in day in day out in their caged existence and then that misery is transformed through that meat and then you're consuming that like that's all energy guys so you're taking on this this sorrow this sadness this this misery from this beautiful animal that we have like domesticated and treated with so much disrespect and this is why they're sort of changing the way we look at food now and they're sort of promoting people as not having a certain diet but just be more qualitarian you're going to hear this word come out a lot more um, over the coming years but a qualitarian is you know really looking at the quality and the sources of their um, animals and their their plants and um, you know their fruits and vegetables so that's what it's going to come down to if you want a life of longevity pain free disease free it's going to come down to that and whether your animals are happy makes a difference it really does so have a think about that next time you just get the cheapest bit of meat from uh from the supermarket maybe go and source it from a local farmer uh or go organic where you can where you know these animals are allowed to run around in fields like the eggs that i got delivered yesterday um come from a local farm in thaguna here in albury and they actually put on the sticker that these beautiful chickens were running around um, and they run around in two different fields um, before they grab the eggs. So these, these eggs are coming from happy, well-fed, well-respected um, chickens, right? And that's what we want. So the taste alone is it's so different between one of those eggs and a store-bought egg you know even my kids notice the difference the color is different it's amazing anyway that's a whole nother podcast um number nine here is you know when my mind is not occupied with thoughts that tend towards the attainment of my definite chief aim in life i will voluntarily keep it filled with thoughts of courage and self-confidence and goodwill towards others and faith and kindness and loyalty and love for truth and justice for I believe these to be the seed for which the world reaps its harvest of progressive growth. Now, what's going on in the world right now? We're in a pandemic, in case you haven't noticed, and you're either on the number eight before that, where you're living in fear and doubt and malice and jealousy, or you can choose to play at a higher vibrational level, a higher frequency, 
where you are, you know, choosing thoughts of courage and hope and faith and kindness and love. And that is how we're going to heal the planet so much quicker. Um, Joel, I can see you taking notes there. So did you want to come in here? I've only got three codes of ethics left before I get through them. Well, they're just so, so awesome. But I'm just noticing that, you know, when you said that about the animals, I was like, wow, the golden rule applies to them as well. Treat them how you'd like to be treated yourself. And I'm, I'm sure that I would not like to be going to the slaughter necessarily, but we, you know, that that's a totally different debate. Uh, but that being said, like what sort of a life would you like to be in prison for your, the, your entire life? Or would you like to be out and respected like you were talking about those chickens? So I like really thought, well, holy crap, this really works. And I just, and let's take it another level. I remember you did the, um, the experiment with the rice where you said really amazing things to one jar of rice and you said horrible, terrible, mean things to the other rice and it energetically picked up and rotted and turned black and moldy and gross. And the other stuff was not going to say it was edible, but it was still really clean and white and it really lasts a lot longer. I've seen it done that exact thing done with plants you know, even to the point where we believe it so much, like Vicky, my wife goes out and says really amazing things to our, our veggie garden. And it really, it works. It's working. So it's crazy how, like, how much more evidence do the listeners need that this, this is, this is going to work. So uh, I guess the only other point I'd like to bring up is like, you know, emotions like fear and everything like that are created by us as humans and the reason why people get so stuck is because we love what we create so if i said do you love your children you're gonna say yes well why do you love them well it's because you created them your fears are created by you if you are feeling anything other than love that's created by source so that's, that's perfect because it was created by source. Where in our human body, where emotions come from chemicals, that's created by us and ego is created by us. And just because it doesn't live in a sentient carbon-based form doesn't mean that it's not doing its best to stay alive. Like any organism, it's trying to stay alive. And we're trying to, you know, and when you go through an ego death, you'll know that it's it, <laughs> whatever processes you go through, like it, it can be really challenging because it's holding on for dear life. But to get back to it, people are addicted to the, like drug addicts, to negative chemicals that come in their body. And your body is very, your mind and your body is very smart. It knows that if I think like this, it's going to trigger an emotion and I'm going to get my hit of, whatever the negative chemicals are that are happening in your body. And then you, you sort of like find comfort in that. So you like when you flick the switch and go through and learn about, you know, mindfulness and being positive and, you know, having a better outlook on life, following the golden rule, you can go through withdrawals. So just to be ready for that and just understand that the reason why sometimes you can hold onto these old emotions I just gave you four or five, like four reasons why it can be challenging to let go. And any one of them can hook you up and trip, 
trip you up. So just be aware that fear is created by you, the human, and you will believe it because you love your beliefs because you created them. Does that make sense? So it's hard to let go of something that you love. It's just like your fear and your beliefs are kind of like your kids. <laughs> you know what I mean? And sometimes, like I'm not saying in, the, in relation to your kids, but these fears have got to go away. So yeah, I just want to add to that because it's something that I've recently learned. I just like blew my mind. Yeah, it is mind blowing stuff. And it's so important that that you raised it. And, you know, we're kidding ourselves if we if we don't truly believe that we've got a relationship with absolutely everything around us, like I'm talking from the grass to the trees. And, you know, there's a magnetic energy coming from the earth that we can get for free if we would just take our shoes off and go and plant them in the grass and the soil and you know, allow that connective energy to, you know, re-energize our, ourselves, but we don't, we stay indoors, we don't go out in the sun, you know, we keep our shoes on. And Joel, I recently learned this too, that some of the, the um, longest living people on the planet are beekeepers. And if you think of a beekeeper, um, not only are they getting this pure, beautiful honey that has so many medicinal purposes, but they treat those bees with so much love and respect. And, you know, it, it's, it's incredible. So this is, this is research that's coming out now. Um, and I'm not saying go out there and be a beekeeper if you want to live for a long life, but you have to start living your life in a way that you show respect, not just to yourself and humans and people, but to everything you're coming in contact with you know, and, um, and especially all the living things that are around us, because that's, that's all this planet is. It's just all energy. It's just all energy vibrating at, at different frequencies. So to finish off the, the last three code of ethics here is um, number 10 is, you know, I understand that a mere passive belief in the soundness of the golden rule philosophy is of no value whatsoever, either to myself or others. Therefore, I will actively put into operation this universal rule for good in all my transactions with others. So really making sure that, um, you know, it becomes, it's ingrained in your habits, I guess, is the easiest way to implement that. Um, number 11 is I understand the law through the operation of which my own character is developed from my own acts and thoughts. Therefore, I will guard with care all that goes into its development. Now, how often have we been around negative people or people who are worry warts, as we call them, or um, people who live in that state of fear? Um, and you, you go away from them and it's kind of hanging on you. It's lingering around you, that feeling. So kind of like have a shower after you come in contact with these people or jump in the ocean or um, protect yourself from those thoughts. You have to be the gatekeeper and you have to be fueling your mind with the things that are going to help expand and grow you as a human being and your, your thoughts as well. And, you know, will our thoughts change over time? Yes, yeah, sometimes they can. We can absolutely change our mind and, um, you have to do what's right for you, though. And there's so much information. There's so many distractions in the world right now. We have to cipher through a lot in order to work out um, what is it that we actually believe in and what, what, where should we be directing our thoughts. But 
um, I think we spoke about it last week, you know, taking on other people's beliefs. Please don't do that. Please challenge, you know, be okay with asking questions and, and um, you know, don't just take things, you know, as, as people say them, like really do your research. And then the last one, uh, number 12, drum roll, is uh, realising that enduring happiness comes only through helping others find it that no act of kindness is without its reward. Even though it may never be directly repaid, I will do my best to assist others when and where the opportunity appears. So like, listen to that first line again, happiness comes only through helping others find it. And at the end of the day, if you like, do you wanna be the only happy person around? No, we wanna help other people find happiness as well. And the way that you do that is by you showing up in your best form as your best self, you know, vibrating higher, taking care of your, the vessel that you're living in, you know, through nourishing your thoughts and fueling your body with the right foods and, you know, living by this guide golden rule, you know, we can help other people find happiness by just by the actions and the thoughts that we have through ourselves on a daily basis. And, um, you know, Joel, in the past, I, I've been conflicted when posting on social media, I've had, um, you know, people go through horrendous things where I've kind of gone, oh, I don't think I can post it out. I don't think I can be that inspiration today, but you have to, you have to keep being that light for other people, even when they're in darkness, because we're gonna help them heal so much faster if we do that. So. Don't lower your standards. Don't dim your light because you feel like you're, you're going to be hurting somebody else who's already in the dark. You must keep shining bright, guys. And it's such an important um, point. And, you know, showing up as, as your best positive influence in the world, I think, is one of your greatest gifts that you can give this planet. It's, like, amazing. And like those rules are so they just tie in so well like everything that i've been learning and like honestly if you guys listening haven't read this book you've got to go read it it's it's a it's a large book you know but it's literally it's not even just a book it, it it's a course it's a course in how to live your best life and you know even if you just learnt one thing from it it's it's brilliant and honestly you know, think about this, that there's an intelligence all around us. How, like, how does a rock know that it's a rock? Because when you really break it down, it's made from the same, like atoms and, you know, all the like pieces, building blocks that we're built from, you know, how does one seed know that it's an oak tree and the other one knows it's a tomato plant? How come how does the oak tree know to grow up and not down? Like there, there is an intelligence all around us and within us and around us. So respect it. It's like, could you imagine when we break it down to mathematics, because you can break everything into mathematics in the physical world, how much data this source and the universe is like, transmitting to hold this all together like every blade of grass every you know like like we are a speck of dust 
on a bigger speck of dust, in a bigger speck of dust, within a bigger speck of dust, within a, all the way up to the universe and then whatever it is. Like, think about how much, like, intelligence and processing power the universe is, like, crunching to be able to hold this all together. And if you think it's just random, well, then, wow. We're probably, you're pro- we're probably not the, the podcast for you, but, you know. So I guess the crazy thing is what you said there, Christine, is like do acts of kindness. Well, then, you know, I like the 75 hard, one of the things he does in the later uh, versions of when he's really stepping it up for you is do a random act of kindness every day. So we have these teachers out there that are actually living their talk that we can follow that are winning. And I'm not joking. I'm, I've got access to those guys now uh, that like probably a little bit more than a majority of people in the world now, thankfully. And they talk about this energetic stuff more than they talk about the tactics of the running a business. Like there is that part too, which I'm super interested in, but having my mind straight around this intelligence, the, you know, what to watch out for because you'll manifest misery in your life if you're not keeping your eye on it. And the better you get at this, the quicker you'll bring misery into your life as you get better at bringing good things into your life. You know what I mean? So it it cuts both ways. So I guess like speaking of Ed Milet, his latest podcast, which I highly recommend you listen to is, uh, I, I always butcher this guy's name, Sangriu. He's the jolly, uh, I believe he's Indian, but he's a, he's a mystic. And I never thought in a million years I would have been listening to this guy. But holy crap, when you listen to this guy, you just realize that there are beings on this earth that just get it. And he says that the thought about and the motivation to do better than other people is a disease. So that doesn't mean that you can't strive to be the best, which in code really means be your best. So go for the cars, go for the, but don't be one of these people that sends the energy out there. And like I said before, you can't cheat this. Like you need to, I, Christine, I know why I'm successful because this has been locked in my heart all along. I want you to do just as well as I am. And I celebrate your wins. And I want that for everyone, even my enemies. I wish them well. And I really wish them success because I honestly think that if they had some success, they might just stop being interested in me. (laughs) You know what I mean? So be like, if you were doing something because you, want to and you want to be better than the next person and you're happy for them to win as long as it's not better than you that's a disease that will create nothing in your life you will just have a shit life and can you win in the short term yeah but are you going to live fulfilled no so that's, that, that's where i want to leave it on like just really just opening up that there's teachers out there threads follow them open your mind to what people are saying that have gone before you and have success that maybe you would like to have one day or in an area of your life that you'd like to expand and just really realize that, you know, 
I guess I'm bringing this into my, my, my business. I would like flashy cars. I would like a bigger house. I would like more property. And I want everyone that works in my company to get the same. The end. That's it. That's why I'm going to win. In the long term. Maybe not in the short term, but in the long term. i do everything I can to make that happen. Well, wouldn't you want to work for someone like that rather than at Woolworths where you're just a number? <laughs> I don't know. What do you reckon, Christine? I'll drop the mic there. I think after this podcast, you're going to have a lot of people asking to work for you. So get ready for an influx. Um, but you are one of the best at this, Joel. You, you definitely are. You are one of the biggest cheerleaders I see out there uh, in the world right now. And you are always, no matter how small it seems for people, you are always celebrating um, the, the little wins as well as the big ones. And I think that's really important because it's, it's so easy for us to brush over those little wins. It's so easy for us to not celebrate um, you know, the, the, the small milestones on the way to the big ones. So, you know what, you're never going to arrive at the destination guys, because, you know, <laughs> you just, you just keep going to the next thing and the next thing. But I just want to say how proud I am of us, Joel, because you last year put this mastermind together to read this book. You had all this buy-in from a lot of people and slowly we saw um, one by one them not show up. And in the past that I've had those behaviors where I haven't seen things through. And so kudos to you for, you know, continuing to show up. And, you know, we saw the podcast through as well. There were weeks guys where we didn't want to talk about the book. We had other things we wanted to talk about. So it's been challenging for us to try and weave in um, around the lessons of the book, the other stuff that we want to share with you guys as well. So on one note, I'm, I'm kind of sad that it's over because it's nice to, to have your content laid out over a, a 15 podcast series. Um, but on the other hand, like it, it's going to get so much better from here, guys, as we show you how we are applying these laws of, su laws of su success, I can't talk now, in our own lives and how we're managing to, um, to implement them and the action that we're taking. And we can't wait to share um, that with you guys as we go along. So I just wanted to say thank you, Joel, for, you know, bringing this book into my life. And because of that, look at the lives that we've been able to impact just through this one book. And um, if, if anyone knows Joel, every time we jump on a call, he has a new book for me to read. He is such a reader and he gets so much wisdom and knowledge um, that he passes on to you guys for free. So lap it up. Um, and become a subscriber of this podcast and share it. And to get through it faster, I don't know if you know this, but you can speed up our voices. So you can listen to a couple of podcasts a day if you want to. <laughs> we, we sound really good as chipmunks as we talk really fast. Um, but Joel, I just want to say thank you so much. Had so much fun um, reading this book and also implementing it in my life. And um and sharing what we've learned with the listeners. So do you have anything you want to close out with? Oh, well, thank you to you and thank you for sticking it out. And thank you for being my podcast partner for 80 something episodes. It will be over the hundred soon. And um, yeah, just thank you to the listeners for sticking by us and sharing and yeah, just appreciate you. And yeah, the best is yet to come.
And we're going to have to celebrate that 100 episode in style, I think. Absolutely. That's a big deal, right? It is a big deal. Most people quit. That's a couple of years of consistent podcasting. That is. That is. Even in different countries and gosh, like, it's like crazy. We, we didn't let any excuses get by, did we? We literally, yeah, oh, I think there's a hint just in that. There you go. All right, guys, we'll see you on the next podcast. Thanks for listening in. Damn. Uh. Yeah. Uh.